If you guys will welcome Carly Smith up right now, we're going to do something. Yeah. So, uh, once a month, we do something called uh, an all of life interview. Stop it, Sam. Uh, <laughs> He's an intern, so I'm allowed to call him out from the stage. Um, so once a month, we do a, uh, something called an all-of-life interview. And if you've seen our shirts, we have some shirts over by the Connect Us that say all of life is all for Jesus. And, and really, that statement means a lot of things. But one of the things it means is there isn't this sacred-secular divide like we make sometimes, that even in our very work, in our very vocations, we can reflect who God is. We can live that out in a way that all of our work can be all for Jesus as well. And so once a month, we bring up someone in a vocation that's not ministry-oriented, although Carly does a lot of ministry here at our church and in this city. Um, we bring them up to hear about their how they live out ministry in their vocations, essentially, and how they reflect God and show who God is in the world. And so um, I'm going to let Carly kind of take it over from here. And so Carly, just um, tell us what's your job title and, and what do you do? Like what, what are the yeah, day-to-day of your job? Good morning, everybody. Um, so I am a juvenile probation officer uh, here in Flagstaff. So it's hard to concisely sum up what I do, so I, wrote, I have a cheat sheet. So I supervise minors who have admitted guilty to criminal offenses with least restrictive measures. So they're given their terms of probation at their court hearing where they, um, well, fine, where they admit their charge. And then they have requ- I have requirements for how frequently I see them each week. And I check on how they're doing, do drug tests, connect them to resources. If they violate probation, then they face consequences from losing their phone to community service to ultimately getting arrested. Um, But they also can get rewards to movie passes or um, free dinner or just different incentives that we have. The cool thing about Coconino County's, um, well, Arizona's juvenile justice system is that we are rehabilitation focused. So everything that we do is rehab first. Uh, Unfortunately, a couple years ago, they took rehabilitation out of the statute for adult juvenile or adult justice system in Arizona. Um, This gives the juvenile justice system funding, uh, community connections, treatment facilities, all sorts of resources that we're able to access for our kids. I love that. And I bet the phone getting taken away is actually the worst punishment for them. Uh, They're like, no, I'll go to jail. Um, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, But anyways, sorry, 11 a.m. service. Um, But uh, my next question for you is this, is we believe the Bible says that all humanity, every human in this room, we are image bearers of God. Like God made us to reflect his image and show who he is. And so we even think in the work that we do, if it's not sinful, it reflects God's image in some way. And so, Carly, how does your work reflect God's image in some way? So the first thing that I thought of when I looked at this question was that God never turns away people solely based on having messy pasts. So I have 24 kids on my caseload, and my job is to advocate for them and fight with them to become safe and competent members of society. As a probation officer, that comes with discipline and structure. Um, So I just thought a lot about Lord as our disciplinarian. And so Hebrews 12.11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And then Proverbs 3.12 says, Because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. And I do delight in these kids, and I love them. They feel sometimes like little siblings. (laughs) Um, 
So these kids have often experienced more rejection and discouragement in their short span of life than we could experience in our entire lives sometimes. And God just longs for this relationship with us. So I get to love on 24 kids with very messy pasts, and I try and show them how intricately and purposefully God created them and the trajectory that their life could be um, and the way that God wants it for them. I love that. I think, uh, you know, in a sense, Jesus really is all of our probation officer, too. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's, like, true. Like, we're we're all just as much a mess in a lot of different ways, but um, we're just not breaking the law. And so uh, Jesus comes in like a shepherd, and he, he guides us. And so I love that. I love that picture there. Um, okay, well, my, uh, you've already kind of touched on this a bit, but tell us, give us a glimpse into, I think you probably have a unique view or vantage point into the brokenness of the world through your vocation. And so just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this this work brings to light some of the darkest places of humanity. Sometimes it's easy in our culture to kind of just turn the news off or only follow things on social media that make us feel good about ourselves. With this job, it's, it's impossible to ignore some of the brokenness and uh, depravity of sin. Um, Without Christ, the stories that I encounter are absolutely devastating. We're broken people. We're going to continue to sin against ourselves and other people unless there's divine intervention. And that could not be more clear in this job. So the brokenness of sin looks very different from person to person. But I see a daily craving that's coming from the deepest part of these kids' souls where they're just looking for safety, love, being noticed, value, uh, feeling competent, being whole, and feeling purposeful. So in my work, I try and learn with these kids how they can find hope in their darkest moments and seek um, and ways that they can seek this security in ways that are both safe for the community and the child. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I love that you've connected the brokenness you're seeing to them really needing God. I think a lot of times we can miss that, even just in our own lives. But and so I appreciate your perspective on that. Uh, my final question for you is uh, just as we think through this idea where Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, how, how do you use your work as a function of that? I think you've already touched on a lot of that, but um, what are some other ways that you love your neighbor as yourself through your work? Yeah, so me and my coworkers, uh, other probation officers, I see all of us just laboring over every single detail of these kids' lives. So we go to sports functions, we fight with superintendents of schools, we advocate for mental health, we'll go to the DMV to get them IDs so they can get a job, we look for bus passes, we help parents find housing um, if they're homeless. I have been to the hospital in some of kids' most devastating moments of their lives. The list just goes on for what our office does for some of these kids. But my closest and most reoccurring neighbors are my coworkers. Uh, the work is dark and hopeless when Jesus is out of the mix. And Jesus is not a part of our case plan or our program that we put the kids through. I'm far from perfect, and I often feel sucked into the temptation to feel negative and to feel hopeless and to kind of have those conversations with coworkers of um, kind of just despair or like negativity about individual kids. This has led me to have an even deeper dependence on Jesus so that I can try and offer peace and compassion to my coworkers instead of stirring and producing just more negativity. So I try and listen to their frustrations, help them feel heard, and then ask them where their hope comes from because oftentimes it's not Christ. So this 
has led to me trying to pray and ask for God to open doors that I can share the gospel and offer the hope of Christ to my coworkers. And I'm always nervous when I pray that prayer because God answers it. So I'm waiting to hear back from some people that have been invited to church. Um, and no one's accepted that offer yet, but I have no idea what God is doing in the hearts of those around me. That's great. Thanks for sharing all that. Well, Carly, we want to pray for you. And then we want to pray for anyone in here. You know, everybody gets awkward when I ask you to stand, so I won't do it. I guess that's too charismatic or something. But um, and then also, I don't know how many people work in the juvenile court system, but we want to pray for you. If that's your story, we're, we're going to pray for you as well, that if you're in the juvenile court system, we're going to be praying for you and for Carly. And so we guys join in prayer with me for Carly and those that work in that field. So God, thank you so much for Carly. Thank you for her heart, um, just how much she cares about these kids, God, and that um, she she even just feels the brokenness that that these kids are going through, even though she she hasn't necessarily experienced those things, God. Thank you for that empathy that you've given her, um, God. I think that she probably wishes sometimes that she could just be apathetic or uh, a little bit removed from from feeling. Uh, the pain that these kids are feeling. And, and so, God, I ask them, miss that, that every time that she begins to feel that, that it is a moment for the Spirit to come in and, and soften her heart and work in her heart and, and love on her and, and show her the peace that only you can provide, King Jesus. And so, um, God, anyone here in this room that's working in that uh, court system, uh, I, I pray that you give them a supernatural strength and ability to do that, that they... Uh, in their work, reflect who you are. In their work, um, point kids to to the living God of the of the universe. And so, um, God, I also want to lift up Carly's uh, coworkers that she's um, loving and that she's sharing the gospel with, and that she's inviting to church. Um, God, would you make their hearts good soil for the gospel? Would you begin to do something in the juvenile court, probation officer, uh, uh, staff that? They are just getting saved left and right, God, by your mighty hand, by your work. Um, and so that it could be a testament to our prayers that, that, that we can see that you're king over all, God. And um, God, have mercy on us in, in the midst of all that. And we love you, Lord. And we thank you for Carly. We thank you for all those that work in that field. Continue to give them strength, wisdom, and guidance as different laws and different things, different practices are, are, are put into place. Um, God, we, we love you and we're thankful for our probation officers. Amen.